Asia Town Voice is an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We're on here every Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. This hour-long program provides you with an inside look at the Asian American and Pacific Islander Americans community, culture, education, and events going on in Northeast Ohio. We're volunteer-based, so we hope that you, the listener, will enjoy our program and thus give your support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. Good evening. My name is Yin Tang, and my host no- my host name is Bossy Lady. And here with us is DJ Alexicon. Woody Wood Wood. And hovering around somewhere in our studio is Johnny Wu, the ghost host. <laughs> ghost host, shall you be joining us today? Yeah. Yes. Oh, no. I guess it must be after the uh, veil lifted on Halloween. That's <laughs> right. The of... spirit uh, <laughs> suddenly appeared. He can cross I'm over. Stuck here yeah, he crossed over. Well, before we get into that, let me introduce um, our first interview, which was done over the phone. This is Chung Fu Chang. He is a dance professor at Colorado State University. He does um, work contracted with a verb ballet. He's a guest choreographer who comes and does certain pieces. And I actually watched their recent rehearsal for a piece that they'll be performing in February, and it is very lovely. That's all I'm going to say so I don't spoil it. Go see the show in February. Yeah, and I'd like to remind the listeners that we did interview him before, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I believe in two, 2012? Yeah, one of the very first uh, the first year, because I listened to it too. Yeah, and he's a, he's a very inspirational dancer, very nice person. And without further ado, here is our phone interview. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to Asia Town Voice. Our special guest tonight is Chung Fu Chang. He is an associate professor and director of tour dance company at the Colorado State University. And I had the pleasure of speaking with him and uh, observing him work with Verb Ballet on October 29th. And they're doing a beautiful piece um, called Lamentation, and it's a Martha Graham piece. So, Chung Fu, can you tell us a little bit about Lamentation? Uh, sure. Um, I know this solo piece um, danced by Martha Graham for a long time, and of course, I've not seen on the video, uh, on, on live, I see on the video. Um, last year, per ballet, Artistic director, um, Margaret Carson mm-hmm. asked me if I would be interested to create a piece, um, for Lamentation Variation Project. And I said yes. So, and basically this is a, a, a piece taken accents from uh, Martha Grant's Lamentation Solo mm-hmm. and invite the new choreographer to interpret what is a lamentation, you know, mean to each choreographer. And I, if I remember correctly, this is the 85th anniversary of Martha Graham? Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, this is the 85th anniversary of Martha Graham School, is that correct? Yeah, I think so. I, sorry, <laughs> I haven't <laughs> really tried how many years the company, you know, has been existing. Yeah. Now, um, so this isn't your first time working with Verb Ballet. Uh, you've done many other projects with them, at least two other projects with them previously. Am I correct? Yes, 
This is my third piece for them. Wow. And I, I mean, I watched some, the rehearsal yesterday, and for me, it was haunting. It was beautiful. It kind of gave me chills a little bit. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you. And I, I yeah. love, I love how. I don't know if I should say it. I, I don't want to ruin the surprise for anybody who's going to go see the show. But I love your your decision to、uh, do it as a duet, and that's all I'm going to say. Can you tell us a little bit about your inspiration and、uh, how you interpreted Lamentation? Oh sure.、Um, when I、um, watched the、uh, before I when artistic director told me to create this piece, and I、um, watched the video again, and I have、uh, this.、Uh, I can hear the sound of ocean wave in my mind,、mm-hmm. and so. Actually, I grew up in Taiwan, so we all surround in the ocean. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. um, lamentation is about grief, and in my life, I have been through different griefs, and most recently one. And、um, I know、uh, it's very challenging. It's very difficult, and a lot of time you just don't want to. Uh, review on your face.、Mm-hmm. So I got this idea to use a veil to cover the face,、mm-hmm. right? And basically, grief is a very self selfish, you know, emotion. It never go away. It is like the ocean wave, you know, keep pounding in your heart, keep calling in your mind, you know. And so, but you have to,、uh, you know. To walk in, you know, and find your own light. So yeah, so this is my inspiration and my interpretation for lamentation. And you know, when I was watching it, I could kind of see if some of the elements are repeated, almost like it's it, it is the grief coming back as a memory, and they're repeated in different ways. Sometimes you know the dancers are separate, and sometimes the dancers are together.、Um, mm-hmm. Were those moves、uh, your own interpretation, or did you use a lot more of、uh, Martha Graham's original choreography? No, this is all my movement.、Okay. Yeah, this is all my movement. And of course, I train my beginning dance technique. I was trained Martha Graham's、uh, dance technique. But uh, again, um, like I said, movement to me is a.、Uh, My very personal language, you know, and I use that movement to call my journal,、mm-hmm. and so I just、uh, use my movement to describe, you know, my how I interpret the grief. Yes.、Right. Now, did was this your choice to do lamentation, or was this decision、uh, made by Verbale and just given to you? Oh. Uh, this is a decision made by Verbale. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. So because uh, um, they partner with、uh, Masakwenten's company、mm-hmm. for this specific project called Lamentation Variation Project,、mm-hmm. and Verbale invites three different choreographers. So I'm one of them to、wow. create this piece. Yes. Are, are you happy、and、with this? Are you happy with this choice of the piece for you? 
Yes, yeah, I'm very happy, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm so glad to able to you know use uh, this Martha Grant's lamentation as a uh, inspiration to recreate the one piece that speaks my own voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. I, I had a question. Sorry, I just forgot it. <laughs> no problem. Oh, yeah. oh, yes, I'm sorry. Um, so the costuming for this piece, did you have any input for the costumes? Because I think... Uh, well, you know, for this specific project, mm-hmm. there's kind of very specific on, on the music, on the costume, and also on the lighting. So for the lighting, basically, you know, uh, you have to pick up on these several colors, mm-hmm. you know, like a burgundy, black, and also new costume. And so I just think, you know, keep a costume simple. So I pick up a new chemical mm-hmm. leotard. Okay. <laughs> very so, simple. <laughs> so, yeah, simple, but like raw. So they're focusing yeah, on... Yeah, very raw. Exactly. I yeah. like it. <laughs> You, how you describe. I, I can't yeah. wait to see it. <laughs> so, yes. Yes. are you coming back to town to see the show when they're performing? Uh, the show will be in February, and I have to check my schedule. And I would have to see this piece again, and, but I have to depend on my you know, school schedule. So, you know, I have a full-time job here. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Plus, with, you know, February is probably going to be snowing, and you, nobody really wants to travel in snow. So. <laughs> but uh, hopefully, air ticket will be much cheaper. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because <laughs> nobody wants to fly through the snow. Um, but but for this piece, how long did it take you to put together your choreography? Oh, well, first of all, like I said, they have uh, several guidelines. Number one, you have to pick up the music uh, from public domain. That means, uh, you know, any music published uh, before 1992, oh, wow. you know, you can use it. Um, so I spent a lot of time finding music, okay? Mm-hmm. So I would say they contacted me, mm-hmm. actually, I think in March this year. So it took me a couple months to find the music. <laughs> and take me, you know, a couple months to think about what I need to, you know, my my vision for this piece, you know, just in my mind. And actually, I spent one month in studio, not every day, you know, but, uh, you know, I have a studio research. I go in there to do some working on my movement, so for about one and a half months. Wow. <laughs> they come out with uh, this, on this less than four minutes piece. It's another preparation for choreographers. And I say, I, I am not very, you know, not a, you know, quick, um, you know, some people can choreograph very fast. I'm not always can choreograph very fast. So I had to prepare everything before I, you know, go walking in rehearsal with my dancers. Yeah. Okay. So, so you have everything planned out 100% before you before you teach right. the choreography. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the beauty of a choreography is uh, you plan out 100%. When you walk in, you know, 
sometimes 50 percent is not going to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's true. <laughs> well, I would say 50 percent still very lucky. Sometimes yeah. 80 percent is not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, because every dancer's body is different. And yeah, and the other thing is. Uh, um, Number one, I'm not a resident choreographer. I already know their dancers' movement very well and how they train, you mm-hmm. know. So I had to find a vocabulary that will look good on them and they are executing my movement beautifully, you know, and also, mm-hmm. you know, to giving them confidence, you know, mm-hmm. to perform my piece on stage. Yeah, so it's a lot of challenge, but uh, I enjoy this process because uh, to me, uh, choreograph is a 50% and 50%, mm-hmm. okay? If uh, you have a great idea, but uh, your dancers cannot execute in it, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, it, you know, your idea is not going to convey <laughs> to the audience, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So for, change it. <laughs> yes, for me, I always tell my friends when I uh, be a guest choreographer, I say, I'm not b- bring my old clothes to fit your body. I'm here bring the material, mm-hmm. like a fabric, and I'm going, I will be a tailor and try to cut it, you know, fit your, fit your body. That's a beautiful yeah. analogy. That's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So, but it is true. It is true. You have a great idea. Your movement is beautiful, but your movement cannot trans- transfer to your dancers very well. It's like a, you know, the, the clothes fit you beautifully, but it doesn't fit your dancer very well. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't count. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? No, it doesn't. <laughs> and, yeah, right. And eventually, it's not I am going, it's a, it's a, my dance to perform my piece, it's not I am perform my piece. Right, <laughs> right, so you, it's definitely a lot of observation and understanding before the complete project. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yes. my, uh, my last question is, is this your first piece that you've done um, of, of Martha Graham's work, or have you done, I mean, that yes. you've choreographed? Yes, so. yes, I they, yeah, this is the first piece that, I mean, the project is now commissioned by Martha Grant Dance Company. It's a verb partner with their project, okay. you know. So this is the first time. And I feel very honored to be, you know, chosen and choreographed for this piece. Yes, I'm very happy. And actually, I had to say, you know, uh, I really appreciate our verb ballet dancers because uh, when I was there, my first day, I have a terrible call. <laughs> so I was uh, busy, confused myself, confused my movements. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, they are, they are just a very beautiful and super talent. Dancers, yeah, they put they put together, you know, and understand what I'm talking. Sometimes I speak in English. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do that too. <laughs> 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 this is what I say: I speak English. Yeah, 
English. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I'm so happy. You know, the result come up. I'm so happy. You know, yes, yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking our phone interview today. And um, you're feeling better, right? You're not sick anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I just uh, you know sent Facebook uh, messages. Fifteen minutes ago, I tell you, I'm going home. <laughs> But I'm so glad you called me. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you.、Um, yeah, we we enjoyed interviewing last year. We enjoyed watching your、uh, piece last year, which was、oh, very. Um, I mean, I I think your your piece, Lamentation with Martha Graham and Verbale, is extraordinarily different from what you did last year. I mean, I can see. I can see some moves that are similar in incorporating water and wind and air.、Um, and to the listeners, you know, if you if you watched for ballet and Chung Fu Chang's choreography last year, you'll see some similarities. But to me, like the soul of the dance is is different, and I think that speaks to your diversity and、uh, your flexibility as a choreographer. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we all have to, you know,、mm-hmm. this way. Yeah. <laughs> But、um, but once again, thank you very much for、uh, taking my call and doing this interview.、Um, we definitely hope to see you soon in Cleveland.、Um, maybe, yeah. Maybe we'll visit you in Colorado. I don't know. Maybe we could do a show over there. Yes. Right, yes. Johnny? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank, you. thank you. Thank <laughs> you. All right. Well, we'll let you get back because I know this is during your、uh, office hours. And、uh, take care, and hopefully we'll see you soon. Yeah, I hope so. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye bye. Alone and misunderstood, that's why I came to you. The feelings I have inside. With you, I can't hide. I say that life's a game. Get hurt, but who's to blame? I guess I'm just a child in the world that's very wild.
Isip ka pag nag-iisa Isaalala ang nasandali Nang tayo ay magkapiling Ikaw ang gabay sa aking tuwina Ang aking ilaw sa gabing Ladies and gentlemen, we are back, and we want to thank Chung Fu Chang once again for doing the interview with us and for coming to Cleveland to visit us so often. Um, why don't we go ahead and do DJ Lexicon's portion, which is Inspiration of the Week. Inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> I so, changed the name. So <laughs> I guess for this time, we're going to do uh, yours, mine, and Johnny's. Oh, mine? Yeah. I don't have one. Don't have one? Well, me and Johnny. I need to think about mine. I didn't really. Okay, I, I, thought, you, I thought you had a big one. It can be big, but it's nice if all of us have one. Okay. All right. Um, you can go first. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> as everyone of you know, I quit my job last September, and I've been uh, traveling around locally. Went to Chicago, went to San Diego, uh, plans of going to Seattle and back to San Diego, San Diego again in the coming months, if I don't find another job. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> So far, I've been having a blast, um, enjoying myself, waking up at 10, 11 a.m. in the morning and staying up late at 4 a.m. <laughs> I've caught up to The Walking Dead, uh, finished season one through four in one week, and now I'm watching, um, yeah, so I'm caught up with Walking Dead and um, watching Orange is the New Black and House of Cards, all shows in Netflix since my um, trial period ends in uh, December 3, so I'm trying <laughs> to get it in now. Yes. And um, yeah, so that's that's what's been going on. I'm still looking for a job. And um, another important impression that uh, that I want to bring up for a few minutes is um, uh, the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. Second Amendment is the right to bear f- uh, to bear firearms. And uh, with that in mind, I'm surprised how uh, how laws have changed. Um, I recently purchased a firearm over the past few days. You did? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm never coming over. <laughs> But it's not the first time I purchased one. I, I first purchased one in the 90s. And during that time, there was a seven-day waiting period when you buy. But my experience recently is I got to take uh, the firearm on the same day that I, I bought it. Interesting. So they did a background check via the phone with the FBI. And um, so I guess the Brady Law expired, I think. So I think that's just an impression that uh, I'm glad that the checks are being done. But I'm kind of wary that you can you're able to bring your your purchase on the same day that that you bought it, 
I but, think that might have a lot to do with the technology nowadays. They yeah, run the which we just compared to the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, compared to the nineties. But then, in a way, um, law-abiding citizens should have no problem, and that weeds out the the people that's not supposed to be carrying a uh, firearm. I don't think you should be carrying a firearm, DJ Lexicon. No, no, it, it's it's not carry because there's another law for concealed carry oh, and open yeah. carry. Just because you buy some a firearm, you cannot go around carrying but, it. Uh, still, Alex, uh, DJ, do you know how to use a gun? Yes, yes, I do. I, I've, I, I've known how to use one since. Well, I was my in the concern is 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 more about you accidentally hit you hurt yourself. That me too. Yes, yeah, yes, exactly. I am. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm very, uh, very well versed in handling firearms. Arms, rifles, and handguns. But thinking about it, I'm being careful about it. It's just my worry if someone just buys a firearm, and uh, I bought a complex uh, handgun that's just a model that just came out this year, and it's really complex. That even I have to read the manual. Just, just be. I haven't fired it Uh-oh. because I've been reading the manual <laughs> because I don't want to get into an accident. Makes but me worry. <laughs> well, I don't carry it with me. But you know, it's a legitimate concern. If if our listeners are considering buying a firearm, please, please, please be careful. Take a safety class. Mm-hmm. All the gun ranges, all the gun shops have safety class. Don't just buy it and yeah. treat it as a toy like you see in the movies because it's really, really very, very dangerous. And safety first. yeah, safety first, and that's why I. I haven't even used it because I want to be safe. I want to get familiar with, with the gun, and um, yeah. But but my concern there is there is like a movement around the country uh, doing background checks before you buy a firearm. And I've re- I've I've done my re- I was doing my research for the past days, and I realized that each state have different different laws. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. And Chicago has the strictest laws, uh, wow. gun laws, because. Uh, in Chicago or in Illinois, they uh, cities can uh, can create laws, specific cities for wow. f- for guns. And before you can own a firearm, you need a far firearm operator ID. You, before you can even touch or even buy ammo, bullets, or guns, you need an ID. It's regulated. Interesting. And you can't even put guns in your car, especially in the city of Chicago, because they're strict there. And the reason I'm researching is because what about people from other states who are passing through? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, if in the the scary part is there's it's gray, it's not black and white in there. So you might get pulled over by a cop in Chicago and your car might be towed and you might have to pay a fine just because you have a gun in your car even though it's not. Or you might get pulled over in a city in Illinois and they can let you go because they have different sub-laws. Where did you learn how to shoot? In the Philippines? Yeah, in the Philippines. My my uh, my dad owned uh, guns and during that time it's illegal to own a gun oh. in, the in the 80s, 70s. Back in the old days. Yeah, oh, but, even that long ago. but people, if you're well connected, you, you get to, to own a gun. But these days in the Philippines it's regulated. People can, can own handguns and but it's not as mature as we have here in the United States because mm-hmm. people sometimes flash you know, flash their guns. And there's like, like an incident that's posted in Facebook where someone threatened to shoot a couple with a pregnant wife because of traffic issues. Oh, yeah. I know. And uh, thank God to Facebook, it's, you know, people report it immediately. But, um, yeah. So that's, that's, that's my concern about Second Amendment. I'm kind of, you know, iffy about, you know, Second Amendment right to bear arms, but then we have to make sure that only deserving people gets to own them. You know, we've, well, we've seen a lot a, that's of... That's a really fine line. Like, very <laughs> fine. Very yeah. fine. 
because of all the the past incidents that has happened over the past two years, you ever, you wonder how did these kids in the school able to obtain it. And you know, they say power should be only given to those who don't want it. But in this case, if you don't want a gun, you're not going to own a gun. Yes, you know? don't, don't, don't. It's not a toy. It's not a toy. Well, uh, does that include your impression? That includes my impression, basically. I'm just surprised that the laws have changed We're from waiting to seven days to immediately just waiting, literally, 15 minutes. As soon as yeah. I, I paid it, they told me, okay, wait, Alex, and uh, I have to make some phone calls. And after 15 minutes, they gave me the gun, and I took it home and started learning how to use I, it. Yeah, I really think that it was more to do with the technology than yeah. the laws. Yeah, I, I guess so, because with one called the, I mean, over the past 15 years, mm-hmm. you know, the government has gathered data, technology has improved to... Mm-hmm. They can scour yeah, your Facebook yeah. So I feel good that I'm a law-abiding <laughs> citizen. <laughs> Because you feel good because I'm worried. Is there anything on my record that would not make me uh, be allowed to own a firearm? <laughs> you know, that comes to my mind. And it, it, they said, oh, Alex, you're clear. Sorry, I'm a law-abiding citizen. Now, um, what what kind of gun did you buy? It's a, uh, I want to be specific, it's a uh, 9mm Heckler & Koch VP9 handgun. <laughs> Yeah, that went way over my head. <laughs> so some pe- some people will will, some people will know. know. Yeah, because I saw a lot of Asians at the firing range a couple really? of weeks ago. Yeah. Interesting. Where do you go? Uh, at Stonewall in um, Route eighty two, uh, Broadway. Okay. Yeah, it's an indoor firing range, and I've been going there before. So. Interesting. Yeah, I bought it because um, it's the latest. It came out in July. It's not a toy. No, not a toy. But you're not talking like it's a toy. <laughs> All the specs and yeah, it's it's a serious firearm. It it received the uh, gun of the year by Guns and Ammo magazine. So all right, well, thank you very much. And ghost host, what is, ghost host? What is your update Ooh. or impression? <laughs> well, uh, we recently uh, completed the sixth day of shoot for trace, the Doctor Who fan film that I've been working on. All right, what part is this? Um, it's a huge cast and crew. Did you see those photos? I know. I, I've been I've been following it on yeah. Facebook. Thank you. Well, that's actually not all of them. Mm. We have like 10 more people that, that was not on the picture. Yes, lots to feed. <laughs> yeah, well, I got it. They stole your Snickers. Yes. No, they it wasn't me. <laughs> but I need to give a shout out to uh, Liwa uh, Street Mobiles um, with a Street Mobile Bistro, Street Mobile Rip, and also to Street Mobile Bistro and Coco Bakery for their support and donating food for all the customers. All right. All oh, right. so they're your exclusive caterers? Yeah, well, they they provided that uh, for free uh, to the sponsorship, and then we have uh, Raymond Elkin, Mark Pittinger, and Josh Everard. They actually in charge of the catering, where Ray did a lots of uh, cooking, baking. I know. Awesome. I'm jealous. <laughs> you uh, should be an extra in this I, film I, so yeah. that they get fed. Can I come and carry something? Yeah, I'll yeah. Be can I, I'll well, be a grip just so. Hey, I'm available. Yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not, the last day we shoot, he actually going to bring pumpkin rolls. Pumpkin rolls. It's Homemade. the best. The best yeah. ever computer everybody ever tried from. We still have to try Johnny's dumplings. Too. We can, me yes. and I can be gaffers in your yeah. production. Yeah, why yeah, don't we'll, you use we'll, we'll it? You and I are far available. Just, just, just let us know when the pumpkin rolls are. <laughs> or you, be I, I can be your security. So we, we, we are, we are finishing up the shoot. There's uh, only one more day left, and I think it's in two weeks from now. Um, it will be probably a short shoot, but then uh, you know we actually have people also watching online. We actually been broadcasting live. Live, uh, every, yeah, everybody. Uh, every day we have a shoot. Wow. We actually have a people I, can watch. I'm pretty online. sure you need two gaffers there. And <laughs> oh, we don't have. We don't need gaffer for that. Yeah. We have about a, almost a thousand views so far, which is not bad for, for you know for no. each time. 
The longest day shoot which we had was um, um, November eight. That was about fifteen hour shoot. Oh, it's pretty long. Yeah, very. It's it's like twelve pages of script that, excuse me, twelve pages of script that people had to memorize to get it done. Hmm. So that was kind of short, but it's yeah, a long shoot. Yeah, I know. It's only fifteen hours. Twelve pages is lots, lots of dialogues going yeah. on there. So um, I had to give you know I I was very impressed and surprised that all the cast and crew actually hanging there and then they actually made it happen. Uh, nobody complained. Everybody finished, and everybody was like, "Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, this and that." So it it went well, very, very well. So I can't complain. Um, except for we're gonna be sad because now there's one more day left to shoot, and everybody's gonna go to the old. So ways. the season's gonna be done after one more shoot. Yeah. And then oh, you shot it all at the same time. Yes, because of locations and people, and it's always and the weather. Know, <laughs> and the weather. So it's like decided that let's do it all the season or the whole season together one one time and get it all done. And then just time to edit them together. That's crazy. So how many hours do you think? How many? How many? Uh, how many episodes? Uh, it's gonna be a total of seven episodes, including plus the first episode. So, oh, okay. Um, so it's each episode is about eight minutes it's long. It's gonna be long hours of editing. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> I mean, uh, the com center is one example. There is like three green screen. I mean, four D green screen area plus there's the green lights all other places. And then there's all, all, a whole tons of different eff- effects that we add in there. So eventually, at the end, that probably will take probably a whole month to do just that part of the scene. Wow. Hmm. So are you working on anything else besides this? Okay. <laughs> Can you well, insert the digitized uh, bodies of me and Yin like No, that? we didn't need to digitize. They just had a copy. <laughs> and, you know, next to you guys, there's a little ge- uh, uh, gear uh, shoulder rig that the, I just got today. Yeah. So that's the thing that we I've been experimenting and trying to make it work. Um, and then uh, been ch- been chatting with Cal Gwen, you know Cal, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. We interviewed him day twice, zero? Tw- two, day two zero years. guy, yes, day <laughs> zero guy. He wanted me to come go there to his uh, to Utah to help him film some some of the episodes. Oh. Are you gonna so do it? I ma- I told him that I would and I had to check out the airfare to see how much it's gonna cost. I'll come yeah. with you. Airfare. Alex yeah. will go with you. I don't want you to stay in the same room with you. I snore enough already by myself. <laughs> no, we'll I don't have want a snow He can with camp. <laughs> have Alex camp outside or something. Security. <laughs> I'll provide security. <laughs> so I, I let you know. Then Jason Wayne maybe tag tag him on, depending the the time and and, uh, and our schedule. I would love to meet Mormons. I would like to go see the Salt Lake City Ballet. <laughs> well, it's going to be in the winter time, so um, it's going to be kind of busy. The and Nutcracker. Cold. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Um, there's a bunch of different upcoming events happening. Should I talk about this now or just wait? I thought Alex yeah. was going to do it at DJ Alexicon's Corner. I can talk about it now. Well, well yeah, I'm, talk about I it have now. this information right now. Okay. Uh, the International Community Council and the Worldwide Inter- Intercultural Network is having the yearly daily holiday catering. Woo! Gathering. Holiday Yay! gathering. This is going to be on December 17th. That's a Wednesday at 6 p.m. Uh, unlike the previous year, this is going to be at the... Uh, Cleveland Convention Center. Mm. Yes. So it's going to be in downtown. Uh, there is a cost of $10 per ticket. That's, That's including bad. food, entertainment, and fun. And it's a good place for you to get to know, you know, meet other cultural uh, people and diversities and yeah. get to see uh, the different performances and, and good, have food. good food. Right. <laughs> so if you need more information, you can go to Clev- uh, globalcleveland.org. I think you should be having it there on the website or go to uh org. So that's one event. Um, you guys remember Justin Galindo? Yeah, yes. my fellow Filipino bro. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he is having a fundraising event happening in December 4th. 
That's right. Guess where the place is going to be? Here? Luchitas. Luchitas. Oh. <laughs> yes, yes. He, we were talking in uh, Facebook and I'm helping him promote it yep. to the Filipino community. So it's going to be December 4th, Thursday at 5 p.m. It's going to be a Luchita Mexican restaurant. We basically begin go there, eat whatever you want and drink or hang out. Um, I think the f- the proceeds that the night is going to go to the uh, uh, to his movie that he wanted to shoot here in 2015 in Cleveland. He wanted yes. to shoot in Cleveland. It should be awesome. It's called Absent. Absent. Yes. Like Absent. the drink. Uh, Absent or, oh, oh, or oh, Absent? You're thinking alcohol now. Well, <laughs> well they, they do also say alcohol, so subliminal. Yeah. <laughs> Can you spell the word for us? Yes. A B S E N T, not A B S Y N T H E. Well, we have all this green screen colored stuff around I here. Know. I'm thinking that's, absence. That's influencing <laughs> Yin's mind. It's yes, those green lights, those green light bulbs over there are kind of subliminally telling me absence. So it's, check it's it out. Drink. You know, meet with them. Uh, food. Check out the uh, the filmmakers. Uh, check out some of the stuff that he had done before, and eat good Mexican food. Luchitas. Yes, Luchitas. So yeah, even even then, you can start visiting Luchitas to get yourself warmed up for right. December four. <laughs> there is a important meeting with the Asian Town community here. Uh, there's been uh, recently the community here in, in Asian Town had discovered that the Metro Health uh, Clinic is moving out of the Asia Plaza. Mm, so a lot of senior citizens are very concerned and want to find out why and how they can. Um, Work things out with the Metro Health, and I can I I have heard the Metro Health side of the story. Unfortunately, I couldn't make it today to another meeting they held. They were held today, which is uh, November 13, at four o'clock, concerning with the, within the community itself so to raise their voices. Uh, one of the issues they had was the senior citizen felt like they don't have a ch- way to communicate if the Metro Health system. Uh, clinic move out of Asia Plaza and they had to take shuttles which is provided by for free by Metro Health mm-hmm. to go to the new location. They felt like there would, might be a lack of communication and a lack of uh, a, uh, there would be a concern for the senior citizen to go to these places hmm. to the new the clinic. Where are they thinking about moving the clinic? I forgot the name so okay. I, I don't want to so I'm just generalizing everything for now so you, everybody can have an idea. Um, there is going to be a public forum meeting happening soon. I am trying to find information right now. Um, OCA is taking lead on this. While I'm searching that, um, how was the Dragon Dance Club going? Oh, yeah, it's going very well. We had our last practice on December 9th. And what do you mean last? Yeah, it was the last of the year. Oh, We're not okay. going right. to for the holidays. Uh, we're breaking for the holidays because everybody has to do shopping, cooking, relatives, this and that, which is great. Um, we'll probably resume sometime in January, mid-January, because Lunar New Year is January. Sorry, February nineteenth, two thousand fifteen, and it will be the year of the ram, sheep, goat. The <laughs> okay. Let's take a vote. Is it the ram, sheep, or goat? Ram, ram, or goat? Goat. See, I I thought it was goat. Everybody huh. else is like, no, it's either ram or sheep. I'm like, no, it's the goat, right? Are there any rams in China? <laughs> No. Then it's good. (laughs) 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 I don't don't know. Maybe there are rams. I have no idea. I've never seen one. I've seen yaks. I've had yak milk. It's actually really good. Oh, how about yak meat? I I can't eat those because I'm a goat. Are you really? Oh, I know how old you're going to be next year. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) 
So anyway, um, I couldn't find information about for about the uh, the uh, next uh, public hearing or meeting with the Metro Health, but there was a meeting today. Um, hopefully, they can find a consensus and everybody can work together. I do know the Asian Town uh, Asian Services in Action is having their own health clinic uh, available. Uh, at the Asian, Asian Town Center, Center, second floor, so where we practice the dragon dance. Yes. <laughs> so hopefully that can implement or supplement in the meantime while things are going forward. So that's it from my side. Awesome. How about you, Ian? Well, um, How about, how's your dance company going? Well, starting this weekend, the 15th and 16th, we are training, we're doing company training. So our off-season has officially ended and our training season will officially begin. What do you mean by uh, training? Let me put it this way. We kind of go in a cycle where we actively train and then we perform and then we break and then we train, then we perform, then we break. <laughs> mm, okay. We were currently on the off-season where none of the performances are required of the dancers. I only take volunteers who are willing to do it. Um, training means we're learning new dances, new choreography, uh, ah, new ways to move to new music with nice. n- some new costumes. Nice. <laughs> nice. And uh, it's going to be a six to eight week process. Um, some dancers are rehearsing longer than others. And newer dancers are rehearsing longer. I hope they can. It, it's really I have um, four new dancers this coming season. Two of them actually danced with me like ages ago. But then I have two brand new dancers who used to work with you, Jenny and Jessica. Oh, finally. Yes, they're going to be Please take care of them. I will, I will. They're old. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Uh, You said it, not me. uh, I'm not going to let them listen to this episode. Yeah, don't don't tell (laughs) tell them you said that. (laughs) Well, be careful. They're not teenagers, so, you know. Well, I mean, I'm I'm teaching them a die dance. It's a slower form of dance. It's from the southeast region of Asia, and they get umbrellas. And pretty much they're going to be doing tricks with umbrellas. Nice, nice. Are you going to debut this performance in Lunar? Yes, I am. Uh, Yeah. And uh, it'll be a duet, so it'll be just the two of them. And I try to space it out with casting so we have time to change in between each dance. So I will be dancing a lot less next year, hopefully. I think I'll probably just be doing two dances maximum. Because, quite frankly, I'm kind of tired. You know, it's just the reason I was dancing. Is, isn't that uh, is age-related? It is age-related, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and technique-related. <laughs> I shouldn't be doing stuff that 13-year-olds are doing. <laughs> oh. But you, you're busy doing something else, like writing a book. Yes, I am. And yeah. actually, I wrote 10 books. Holy cow. Yes. And actually, two of them. Okay, let me take that back. I thought two of them were in their final draft, but now I'm OCDing on the second one. And I'm just, I'm thinking, no, it's not perfect. <laughs> does it have to be perfect? Yes, it does. Well, you're never going to publish this book. How can I read it? I want to read it. You can read chapter one on no, my Tumblr. It is the final draft that I'm submitting to agents. You have it on paper? No. <laughs> if you want it on paper, you have to sign a non-disclosure agreement. <sighs> Shame. <laughs> I want to disclose it if I read yeah. it. <laughs> oh, the ghost host is busy. Ghost host. <laughs> but anyway, um, we're doing... A variety of dances. We're going to bring back our pink sleeve costume because the costumes are a favorite of a lot of the audiences. And it's a classical Chinese costume, which means it comes from myths and stories from different dynasties of China. Um, This one in particular is a fusion sort of costume. It doesn't come from any particular dynasty. But the water sleeves have been popular through many different dynasties in China. And that's the style that is in this, on this costume. And this costume itself came from a TV show that was based in the Qing Dynasty. So it'll be um, very interesting to mm. play with the music and to play with this dance. Qing Dynasty. I'm mm. going to research that. And we're bringing back an Uyghur dance. 
Oh, Iyer, yeah. Iyer people dance. Yeah. Xinjiang dance. There we go. And we're using a very traditional song, Alamohan, and it's being played by the 12 girls. Which is band. one of my favorites. Really? You know the song? I know. I have yeah. it in my. Okay. <laughs> gave it to I can me. email it to you and we can play it for the listeners tonight. Yes. But, yes. Um, but this version in particular is done by the 12 girls band. Mm. So it's, it's kind of, it's traditional Chinese instruments done with a slightly more modern mix to it. So, and that is the end of my update for what's going on. Does anybody have anything else they'd like to add? I guess we all have our favorite foods, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of which, I tried out that new kebab restaurant. Oh, Han? Yeah. Oh, they, like they have very good uh, I really like lamb. their food, but I was it was pricier than I thought it was. I mean, it's still it's still comfortable, but I was like, wow, I didn't think it would be this much I, I don't think here. it was that expensive. I Well, I'm used to eating like a bowl of pho for like oh. eight bucks, you know? And <laughs> I was like, and oh. And suddenly it's 12. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, let's go get some pho. And that was like my day. And then Aaron's like, well, let's go try this kebab place. I'm like, yeah, okay. So but, I'm like, oh, okay. Wait, I thought Hans is a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> yeah. The, it's the one next to Map of Thailand. It's Chinese, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's kind of unique. They have some dishes there that are that, that is unique to them. I mm-hmm. like their uh, their kebab, their yes. lamb kebab, and it's really very tasty. Yeah, I think uh, I every time I go there, I have their chicken fried rice, which is totally different taste than any yeah, other. Yeah, really? so it's interesting. It's interesting. I, I might go get some tonight. No, it's not super pricey. I just yeah. wasn't. I, I was thinking like maybe easy because carry you go to dinner out time. kind of thing. I go yeah. to lunch time, so it's cheaper. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. yeah, we did go for dinner though. But the food is—it's definitely worth it. Um, Motivations of uh, two meetings there so far. Oh, really? Yeah. Normally, we don't go back quickly to a place. <laughs> But because I have you get sick and tired, or they sick and tired of you. Ooh. Ooh. Ah, bird. Picture, burr. do not allow this man in here. He has yeah, a bald head thing. No, <laughs> it's too shiny. But, um, but you know, I used to be a huge advocate of Chetuan Gourmet, and they had really excellent food. But since they opened their new restaurant in Kent, it, it feels like the chef and the restaurant owner have been splitting their time. So the food isn't as consistently as good anymore. So we, we have been going less. I mean, we still go. But I think this this Han place, the kebab place, is still is very good. Mm. And I'm hoping they don't do what most restaurants do and just kind of yeah. go down after a while. So mm. That's good. Awesome. One block map of Thailand, Coco and Han. I know. All in one be, block. <laughs> yeah, so you have Thai food, you have various Chinese foods, and you have a Taiwanese bakery. It's is there awesome. anything is there anything else in that area? No. Huh. You get an empty space that anybody of you could leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a hair salon. Is that where the hair oh, salon is? Oh yeah, yeah, there's a hair yeah. salon. So that's a very interesting little plaza that most people uh, don't really know about. Um it's on the corner of East thirty sixth and Payne Avenue. If you are coming out of Dave's supermarket, uh, go left for like a block and a half, and it's right across the street. It's on the right. Yes. When you see uh, iron fences, it's going to be on the right. Yes, it's got a nice cast iron fence, and it'll say Payne Commons in red and green on the sign. So if anything, stop by Coco Bakery, get one of their pre-made, like, um, bakery buns. They have hot dog buns, which are popular with younger kids. They have, like, a ton of food. They cook food too. They make their own tofu. It tastes like and a boba tea. And boba tea. And mm. also they have uh, this kumquat uh, juice that's really really good. Mm. It's a little too much sugar for me, but it's really good. It's like it tastes like orange juice, but it isn't. It, it tastes like a different kind of orange juice. And if you never had a kum- kumquat before, it's about a grape sized orange, like a large grape sized orange, and you can eat the skin. Hmm. I will try that. You've never had kumquats no, before. No, no. <gasps> you can eat the skin. Hmm. They're like really, really good for they're you. Not <laughs> what? They're not bitter. They're not bitter. I, you know what? I don't remember. I think I think I might have peeled mine anyway. Kumquat. And it's really difficult to peel because it kind of sticks to the stuff inside. So. And they have free Wi-Fi. 
and they have free Wi-Fi. <laughs> and and if you didn't want just a snack, you can just go down. There's a map of Thailand right there. Great Thai food. And if you can keep walking in the yeah. restaurant. After the lunch, talk about it. Then after a few hours, go to Han. <laughs> and it with Han. <laughs> you do like a restaurant tour of Asia yeah, Town. Start breakfast at Coco Bakery, lunch at Map of Thailand, then dinner at Han. Oh, and just one last thing i like to mention. I was I read this um, online periodical, very short articles, and it's called The Shanghaiist. And it's mostly for expats who are in Shanghai. But they talk about you know current events in America too because half it's it's for I think it's mostly for American expat expats in Shanghai and there was a rant uh, that was recently recorded about the San Francisco tour bus guide and she was just totally ripping apart the San Francisco Chinatown oh yeah I saw that in Facebook really (laughs) racist she just went crazy (laughs) yeah it was her last day anyway and she's swearing in there and everything Um, and then just recently the same periodical that posted that video posted um, a follow-up comment and it was a link to another article that this woman I think it was a woman who wrote it and it talked briefly about the history of Chinatowns across the U.S. And Cleveland actually got a mention as one of the main ones. Hmm. And I'm thinking, wow, really? I, I go there all the time. I live really close. <laughs> so I felt really <laughs> awesome. But it, um, essentially, it's about the Exclusion Act and how there wasn't a very friendly environment for a lot of Chinese Americans and subsequently Asian Americans. And so they all got crowded into these Chinatowns, which is kind of a way of protecting themselves against well, just discrimination and unlawfulness towards them. So as a result, uh, even immigrants from other countries, um, non-European, even kind of went there because rent was low. Um, you had to work, own your own business and work from the ground and whatnot. And it, it's a lot like how the immigration first started with people going to Ellis Island. But now it was because of the gold rush that a lot of these Asian immigrants were in San Francisco. That's right. And to get away from the um, discrimination and all the... Uh, not so pleasant things. They started moving east, and Cleveland apparently was one of the places that they. I uh, didn't know that. Yeah, and I was, I was, I just learned that. Was Gold rush in the railroad system when they were building the railroads. Yes, and the railroads, of course. Because there were a few Filipinos. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I I, I found out there were a few Filipinos mixed along with those uh, Chinese workers there. Well, there's actually there were all different ethnicities, but most of them were were Chinese, which is why I'm calling it a Chinatown. But they were saying there were. Um, People who are immigrating from South America, Africa as well, and they just all kind of got lost in Chinatown. So. Mm. <laughs> but anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to Asia Town Voice. We are an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We're on every Sunday from 7 to 8 p.m. So please tune in next week, and we'll catch you then. Bye. Bye. <laughs>